0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Humans of the Dream River. I'm your host, Ireland Rogan, and today you're listening to Season Two, Episode Nineteen. My guests today are two people who are no stranger to the Humans of the Dream River. My first guest is Miss Ava McHugh, who is the founder of the Humans of the Dream River, and Mr. David Curran, who is both the assistant principal at Dream River High School. All right. So Ava, how has college been, your time at JMU or the first year?
1: Yeah, JMU has been great. Um, I think when I was going to school and when I was applying to schools and stuff like that, I was really unsure about JMU. Um, I got into almost everywhere that I wanted to go. And I kind of decided on a whim to go to JMU. I woke up one day, I'd never visited. I'd never like so much as really looked it up. And I looked at my parents and I was like, I'm going to go to JMU. Um, So I wasn't really sure what to expect when I went there. Um, And of course, with COVID and everything, um, it's definitely been a different experience. Um, But I think I've been lucky enough to have one of the better experiences of uh, some of my friends from high school. Um, I've met a lot of great people, um, had a lot of amazing classes and professors, um, and overall had a really great experience considering everything going on in the world at the same time
0: yeah that's awesome and how this kind of building up that you have had a really interesting experience being a freshman in college that no one has ever had before you went into college in a pandemic how has that affected your overall view of maybe of college and how that shifted maybe the friends that you've met and made or just your overall experience in a negative or positive way
1: Yeah. um, I think that one of the things that a lot of people don't talk about college, like say about college is that, you know, you expect to go there and have so many friends and everything's super fun right at first. Um, But there is a little bit of loneliness when you first get to school and you haven't met like your really close friends yet that you hang out with on the weekdays and stuff like that. So um, that was kind of a shock to me. I guess I kind of expected that I'd be doing stuff all the time and with people all the time. And after a few weeks, of course I was and I've after, you know, by the end of the semesters, I was with people all the time. But at first, there is a little bit of loneliness when you're trying to find your place and your people. Um, and I think COVID really only heightened that. Um, and I also think it shaped the way that I made friends. Um, and it also, like in high school, I was used to having a really big friend group and a lot of different friends. And in college, I've had to have a much smaller group of people that I spend time with just because of COVID regulations and stuff. Um And also, I think one of the the most interesting things about going to college during COVID is how antisocial it's made people. So even when I did have like an in-person class, nobody talked to each other. Nobody wanted to talk out loud, stuff like that. So I think I've definitely seen how COVID has hurt our social skills. And I think it's going to be interesting to see next year if that's still going on, because Not many people want to talk (laughs) when we are out and about at school.
0: That's interesting how similar that is to high school because I'm an in-person school and I mentioned that on the podcast. Um, And like in in my leadership classes, obviously it's like, it's amazing. It's like normal because we've all been together forever. But in my other classes where maybe kids don't know each other as well, it's the same thing that even if you're in person, you don't really want to talk or you don't want to talk to the teacher unless you're that extroverted kid. Um, And even then thinking about in when it's all virtual, it's so awkward all the time when you're all just a bunch of little dots on the screen and no one's really talking. And I feel so bad for the teacher because we just kind of sit there. And it's, it's funny how, I mean, we're only like a year apart, so it doesn't make sense, but how it translates to the upper level as well as for high schoolers. Yeah,
2: and So, so Ava, I've been running a social experiment the past few months. Um, I'll go into a couple classrooms a day And I'll start with, how's everyone feeling today? How's everybody feeling today? And it's just crickets. And then I'll make it even easier. I'll go to the next room and I'll go, is everyone feeling okay today? Which is a yes and no. Crickets. So how, how did you personally combat that once you went in to, into in-person? Like, how did you kind of shake that off and kind of get back in the groove?
1: Yeah, so I only had one in-person class, and it was only partly in-person second semester. So I still kind of am in that mode. Um, but the class that I went back in person was one of my honors classes um, through the Honors College at JMU. So those students in that class are a little bit more likely. Also, it was a very interesting class of women's gender and sexuality studies, Um, which is, in my opinion, a really interesting and current topic to talk about. It's not really like, oh, history class, who won this battle, whatever. It's more about, you know, our opinions, and it's really discussion-based. And I think, like, through my major and through the Honors College, all of those classes have been very discussion-based, and I think teachers have really tried to change the way they're teaching Rather than just doing like big tests and stuff, it's a lot of grades that have to do with participation and what you're adding to the class as well, which I think has been helpful in making people more likely to talk. Um, It was a little bit daunting when I first went to in-person classes because, first of all, I'm a freshman and people in my class are sophomores, juniors, seniors, And so even thinking about, like, oh, I have to say something in front of all these people, I was, like, really stressed out. And then after I, you know, said a few things, I was totally fine. Um, But that was also really a much smaller class. When we first went back to school and I had some in-person classes, I had a class of probably, like, 200 people, 300 people before they started, like, before they sent us home from JMU and before they actually put COVID precautions on there. Um, But the thought of talking in that class was daunting which already talking in a class as a freshman you know in front of a bunch of people is scary but then added quarantine and not talking to anyone for a while it really made it even more so difficult I think.
0: Yeah for sure thank you so much for sharing and giving that type of insight and then before we move and talk about HOJR I just selfishly wanted to ask um any advice you have for incoming freshmen especially considering um the world that we're in right now
1: yeah um so there's a few different there's a few different things so the first thing I wanted to talk about was kind of about what I had mentioned earlier about that brief period of loneliness um when you first get to college that not many people talk about um and for me, it wasn't too bad. I'm a really outgoing person. I, you know, make friends pretty easily. I'm, I'm really willing to put myself out there. But I could definitely see for someone who's more introverted or has a harder time um, putting themselves out there, it would be really, really, really difficult. Um, but the thing that I really learned during that period, which is similar to what I learned during quarantine, I think, is that sometimes that time alone and time for reflection on yourself can actually be very helpful. Um, and to not take that time for granted, you know, when those, there are times that you're sitting in your dorm room alone wondering, what do I do right now? It's can be a really good time for reflection and, you know, work on yourself and improving your habits and improving your lifestyle and setting yourself up for success. Um, and I think that I took advantage of that both in quarantine and when I first got to school and I wasn't really sure what to do and I think I'm all the better for it, um, I think that alone time is something that is very important. And I think that in college, a lot of times I, like we always are surrounded by so many people that we forget to take time for ourselves. And I think that that's something that and as an incoming freshman is something that you should go in learning to appreciate and take advantage of. Um, the other thing that I would say is I think in high school, I put myself in so many boxes and I would say, oh, I can't do this because I'm not very close with these people or I can't do this because I don't know this person very well or I can't do this because whatever, you know, whatever the reason was. Um, and then when I came to college, I realized that you can't put yourself in so many different boxes and put so many limitations on your life. Um I have become a very big person of if I want to do something, I'm going to go out there and do it. It doesn't matter what other circumstances there are in my life. Um, And if you keep putting yourself in boxes, you're going to limit yourself to only doing things that you're comfortable with. And I think that if you can go into college and try to shed some of those limitations that you put on yourself in high school and keep an open mind in People that you talk to, things you get involved with, you're much more likely to be happy and surprise yourself with the people you meet and the things that you're able to do. Um, I have also realized that college and high school are very, very different. And you don't, you can't really understand that until you get there. Um, I think in high school, especially when it comes to friends, you're very locked in to people that you've been with for a really long time. And you maybe deal with things that you shouldn't. um, And you stay close to people because of, you know, you have been friends for a long time or by association. But when I came to college, I realized that I focused on surrounding myself with people that helped me become a better person and I could help them become the best version of themselves and, um, surrounding myself with really healthy relationships, um, which I think has made all the difference in my life and my happiness and my success in college. Um, I think that the people you surround yourself with when you first get to college, especially are extremely important um and if you don't find those people right away don't be freaked out don't be scared it's kind of like trial and error just because you might not meet your best friends on the first day doesn't mean that they're not coming um but the thing that you should always keep in mind is making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who are going to help you be the best version of yourself and that that's why i think that i'm so happy right now is because i've luckily found those people and been able to um have them help me in times of need at school um, and kind of help myself build a support system away from home because that's something that I definitely took for granted while I was here is having my parents to support me, my close friends to support me. And then when you're transported to a whole different place and you don't have a support system, um, it's really important to build one of those up so that when you do face any challenges that they've got your back. Um, So those are the things that I would say were most important to me um, this year but I would also say for people that um, are applying to colleges or who are sort of unsure about where they're going to school and maybe weren't super happy, whatever the case may be, um, I'm a big person of everything happens for a reason. So it was a little bit easier for me to think about it like this than it might be for other people. But like I said, when I chose JMU, I was really not sure. I was like, okay, whatever. I guess I'll just do this. Uh, which is kind of my personality, but um it was one of the best decisions I could have ever made in my life, and I could not imagine myself anywhere else. Um, so I think like when you're applying to colleges and you're choosing where you want to go, um just because you might be unsure or you may not have gotten into your first choice doesn't mean that you will not have an amazing experience. um and I think that if you take advantage of everything that your school has to offer and you really put yourself out there you can make any school your
0: own um so yeah ava that was incredible advice thank you so much and i know just from both you know being a senior this year and needing to hear that advice my myself but also just talking to my peers everyone's been really stressed out this year with everything going on as i think every human has been um but i think that's some great advice for yeah, you know, rising freshmen and rising seniors as well to kind of hear that. So thank you.
2: And, you know, if oh. I could jump in, I'm sorry, Ireland, but if I could jump in, you know, because I know Ava fairly well through this process last year too, she said something a couple of times I think is worth repeating, um, putting herself out there. You know, Ava, I'm sure you remember when we were having conversations toward the end of last year before you you parted ways from James River, we talked a lot about how um, you know, you're talking about boxes and putting yourself in a box and don't put yourself in a box. I mean, public school and high school, in, in essence, is a bunch of boxes inside of a box. It's a classroom inside of this big building and you have all these little echo chambers you you act and and kind of maneuver in. But the cool part about when you get out of high school and you're able to put yourself out there is the world opens up and it, you have to have the character trait on some level. Of bravery to be comfortable enough to say, like I don't know about this, but you know what, I'm going to jump in and try, or I don't know if I should approach this person and see if they want to get coffee or or do this thing or take this chance. You have to be willing to put yourself out there because the world will feel and remain closed off unless you have that bravery enough to do that. Um, so just hearing you kind of unpack the last year, ooh, told myself I wouldn't use that word anymore this year, as you have reflected on your first year in college, it's really good to hear you kind of say that you put yourself out there because that's really what makes, just makes you feel like yourself. Um, and it allows you to navigate like what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Um, and the balance of that is really tough. So, um, that was great advice.
0: Yes. Thank you, Ava. And I think that is something that's super important. and something that is a value of the podcast is to put yourself out there and just be yourself because that's really, I can be, like, that's something that's, I think throughout, you know, as I'm ending out the year, that's just been repeated throughout this entire year, um, just to be yourself and be, um, authentic in who you are. And I think you just totally echoed that. So thank you again. Um, and changing a little bit into the Humans of James River. Um, I, First of all, just want to thank you a million times for creating this platform. This has, as it was your baby, it's like I adopted it a little bit and maybe added a little bit to it as well. And I hope the next person will do the same. This has been my life for the last year. And it's crazy that I'm going to be saying goodbye to it really soon. And I thank you again, both of you, for just help for creating the platform helping me mr kern and i wouldn't have been able to talk to half the people if it wasn't for you or just have the connections i've been able to have or the experience that i've had with this podcast i wouldn't be as successful as it is without either of you um so i just thank you guys a lot and you know being a little bit reflective on it i the first little question i want to ask was maybe a favorite memory or just maybe favorite like for Ava, you know, favorite episode, favorite part of just starting out with just turning out the ideas of, you know, what HJR is. Um, just, I know it's kind of broad now, but <laughs> you know, your favorite type of little thing with that.
1: Yeah. Well, first I want to say that I'm really glad that you took over my spot as host because I was really scared because obviously this is something that like I was obsessed with and that was my life. Um, and I am very grateful that you were able to do it justice and were able to carry it on. And I couldn't be more happy that you were the person that took it over. Um, and I think you did an amazing job, so thank you for that. Um, and I had, like, a few things that I wanted to talk about. Um, the first thing is, I think, Mr. Kern, obviously you don't know this, but I don't know if you remember, on the first podcast that I ever did, I was you left me a sticky note in, like, my little podcast recording area, and it just basically said, like, have a great first podcast, like you got this. And I've kept that sticky note ever since that first day and I put it in my dorm room. (laughs) It kind of makes it emotional just because like thinking about like how far all this has come. um, But I've kept it in my dorm room just like as a reminder of Humans of James River, um, what your voice can do um, and a reminder for myself to keep pushing the boundaries and reaching for something new and trying my best to continue my work in the future. Um, so that's a great memory for me is just my first podcast. And I remember I thought like, Oh my gosh, no one's going to listen to this. This is, this is not going to turn out right. Like whatever. I was so nervous, but, um, just because of all the support that I had from Mr. Kern and from a bunch of other people, I'm so grateful that I continue that because I mean, it changed my perspective on so many things. Um, I think that probably the memory I'm most grateful for from Humans of James River um, and kind of just another reminder that your words really do matter um, is that after I can't remember exactly what number episode it is. But um, one of the episodes in season one talks about um, a person at James River who had trouble with food security um, and didn't have like food and toiletries and stuff at home. Um, And I got a call from a parent in the community um, like a week or so after the episode came out and the parent wanted to donate a bunch of food and um, toiletries and stuff like that to the person. Um, And they ended up donating a bunch to the James River uh, Food Pantry. And when I got that text, I was amazed because you know, through a podcast, you you see the stats, you see that people are listening, you see, oh, people are texting me about it, they said it's great, whatever. But when you first feel that what you're doing is making a difference, even just for one person, it is an amazing feeling. Um, and something that I hope that I'll work to, you know, help other people feel and work on making more differences in the future um, as I get older and get a job and everything like that. Um, But it is one of the best feelings that I've ever felt in my life that like my words mattered um, and what I was doing had a purpose. Um, And so I think that's probably my favorite memory. Um, Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for sharing. That is so incredible that that a nice parent was able to do that. That's just so, that's such a good feeling. I love that. And, um, to add kind of a memory for myself, I was thinking about my, the third episode I did with, with a senior girl whose um, sister is transgender. And that's kind of a topic that isn't super talked about. And I was so proud of this person for sharing their, you know, their story together. Um, And then through that, the new school nurse reached out to me and said, my child is transgender and you don't understand how I am a parent, how much this has helped me. And then she, she gave me a bunch of resources that I could put on the website of, you know, things that have helped her through her child's transition. And that, you know, so early on, it's like, oh my gosh, like this is actually having an effect on people. This is bringing our community together and especially at the beginning stages, it was so scary because we were completely online. And I was like, I don't know if, you know, obviously like Ava said, like you get all the texts and you know, you see the numbers, but you don't see the humans behind the numbers all the time. And so seeing that was super awesome and kind of made it even more real for me. Um, and then Mr. Crown, do you have anything to add? It's okay if not, but I didn't want to like cut you off. If you did. No, no, no. I think
2: what you guys both shared is great. I think that, um, trying to think about specific memories I mean in general in general terms I think watching the evolution of this platform and this idea has been really cool um, you know I shared in Ava's trepidation last year of like you know I, I kind of pushed like we need to keep this and but I also understood that it needed to be done by the right person and in the right way um, which again bravery right we took a risk we said all right let's keep it Let's find the right person and let's roll. Um, and it's been really rewarding to watch the evolution of it because Ava created a platform. You know, you created a great foundation for what it could be. And I know you had lots of ideas beyond what it was during your time here, but you were smart to scale it to what you could handle with everything else going on um, and with the time you had. Um, and I think you were fortunate to have Ireland come in behind with, you know, to kind of pump it up on steroids a little bit. And the hope is that every year we add something. Um, So in general terms, watching it evolve and watching a connection be made this year between the two of you is really interesting because it's an aspect of our modern world we're going to have to deal with. I know you guys grew up with cell phones in your hands and with social media and these type of digital connections, but Uh, We can talk about this more later, but the the connections made through podcasts is really interesting. I think it's kind of um, there's a social commentary aspect to it that's really, really interesting in this time of of upheaval in general around our world. Um, But specifically, and I'm going to be a little selfish here, um, is the teacher panels. Um, You know, Ireland had a lot of ideas that were stifled by COVID. Um, They were stifled by this curveball that were, that was thrown at all of us this year. Uh, but she still persevered on some of the ideas, right? One of them was a teacher panel. And um, you know, it's important for, for the general public to understand that there's quite a bit of bravery coming out of a teacher sitting on a panel, recording a podcast that's going to live on in posterity. Um, I, I feel strongly that there are, there's not enough knowledge of people outside this building what actually goes on inside this building whether it's classroom to classroom or as a whole i mean we do our very best as a as a county and as a school to front face as much information as we can because ultimately the taxpayers are paying their money uh, for a public service through education and we want to make sure we communicate as often um, and and as in-depth as possible but you still just barely scratched the surface. So when we were able to sit down with teachers and, and we had some amazing teachers on these, on these teacher panels um, I should say educators, because I, I often think teachers is a bit short change. Um, you know, it short changes these people who've dedicated their lives to educating people, but they just had amazing discussions. And um, the biggest, the biggest takeaway was them coming up to me afterward without you guys knowing, right? Without, without Ireland knowing that they all came up to me afterwards and they're like, this is great. You know, I was nervous and I was so glad that I sat and I talked and I felt more comfortable every question that came. But for us as a building and for some of our educators to be able to shed a little more light on our philosophy around why we chose this profession, I think is really valuable for the general public to hear. Um, You know, and the same argument can be made for the students who recorded these podcasts, even anonymously, for the general public to understand what are some of the the concerns and issues that the current youth are facing, because they're different than when I was in school, and they're sure as heck different from when my parents were in school. So, you know, it's a voice. It's kind of pulling the walls down a little bit as to what goes on and how things operate. Um, So the teacher panels were, were amazing. And I'd like to see that be kind of a thread with the podcast in the future.
1: Um, And if I could say, thank you so much. Oh, sorry. If I could say real quick. No, you're good. Uh, You kind of reminded me, Mr. Kern about like when I first created this, it was like, for me, it was never about like, you know, how many people listen to it or, you know, if it was really popular or if people really liked it, for me, it was always more about like the connection that it could make between one person and another person. And for me, mm-hmm. I always thought like, if I can make one person, one person can listen to an episode and feel some sort of like idea that someone else understands what they're going through, then my podcast will be successful. And I always thought mm-hmm. if, if I could just help one person know that they are not alone in whatever they're going through, then I am happy. Um, and I'm really glad to hear um, what you have done Ireland and about um, the school nurse and everything that you've said today about what's been going on with humans of James River. Um, because I think that you are continuing to do that. And I, I think that's really amazing. So thank you.
2: Yeah. And I, and I, I'm just going to, jump in again. So Ireland, I'm sorry if we've thrown your whole schedule off, but um, you're absolutely right, Ava. And I think that uh, the irony in <laughs> what we're doing right now is we're here with our faces on the screen recording a podcast. And most modern podcasts are, are recorded to, to, to put out not just audio, but the video as well. But there's an irony in that it actually removes the ego, right? To your point, Ava, there are people that will listen, that will make a connection. And it's not even really about anything that we are or anything we say, but more about the connection that someone might make and listening to it. You know, you talked about being isolated earlier. I think a lot of people criticize podcasts uh, because they're like, oh, you're isolating yourself, listening to people talk. Why don't you just go talk to people? Well, I think that's that's the silver lining of podcast is culturally and, and, and from a societal perspective We have moved away from talking to people, you know, and and the example I always use is when I was growing up, there were no cell phones. No one had really personal computers in their home unless they were wealthy. And if I wanted to find a friend, I had to go, hmm, where is my buddy right now? Okay, well, I'm going to try his house first. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Whoever, this is David Kern. I was wondering if, you know, Johnny's home, whatever. I had to use communication skills to call someone. And if they weren't there or they didn't know where they were, I had to call another friend or say, hey, have you seen this person? And so you're naturally using communication skills and problem solving. Since we're kind of moving away from this conversational thing where you can simply pick up a text message and send someone a text or comment on someone's post as a way to communicate, not that there's anything wrong with that per se, but it's diminished people's ability to have an actual conversation. Case in point, classes, right? The, the example I gave earlier, and the example you gave earlier, of people just not wanting to talk. Well, the podcast concept has allowed people at home to live vicariously through others who are having a conversation. My contention is it's because people sitting at home want to have conversations with people, and so they watch these things hours and hours upon hours because they are they they long to do that. Well, if listening to a podcast makes you feel more comfortable or more motivated to go talk to people, then these platforms serve a very distinct purpose. And that's the irony of this is like, I don't think I would ever had a long form conversation with Ireland or you, Ava, if it wasn't for the platform. You know, I interact with kids every day here in the building and I help them solve problems. I do my best to support them. Um, But it's rare for someone to come in here and talk for an hour with me because they have a class to get to. And I've got um, a million tasks to try to accomplish every day. So what this platform has given everybody, whether it's this specific one or or a podcast they listen to, is it gives a role model and a general model for bringing us back into the fold of have a conversation. You know, there's a term called dialectic and dialectic. It's really interesting. It's basically the ability to have a conversation around a topic you might disagree on. And we know we live in the most polarized world we've ever lived in. I mean, from cancel culture to whatever else, people people will argue and disagree over the type of macaroni and cheese you eat, right? Like, what? What, what has happened to us where we can't sit and talk about even very controversial topics and not agree and not want to tear each other apart and tear each other down? So... Again, this platform, I think, and and I don't want to get waxed too poetic or get too philosophical, but these podcast platforms are way more beneficial and I think serve a greater purpose than most people realize. So, um, you know, I hope that from these things, people realize that I need to, again, put myself out there and have conversations with people, even if even if you don't agree so.
0: thank you so much. No, no, don't be sorry. That was amazing. And I think something that I noticed from hearing you speak is just you know the importance of having the conversation and that's one of the reasons why the teacher panels even started. And I think that well first of all, thank you for the sweet compliments as well. But um, I think that the teacher panels were just in need in our community for right for forever. But for right now, when teachers, you know, I I like to talk to teachers. I'm, I'm that kid. (laughs) I'm that kid. I like to talk to teachers. I like to have conversations with them and they always tell me like, it really sucks right now. Like I can't talk to my kids. Like I can't even see them. Like, I don't know what some of them look like. And so having these panels have helped just open up the conversation and luckily a lot of students were interested in it. And even if a student wasn't even able to make it to a live version, I've had multiple people text me saying, Oh, I just listened. Or I just watched the whole, you know, January panel, whatever. It was amazing. Like, I love this teacher, you know, just, it has impacted the community. And that's really nice to see. And just seeing that students are engaging those conversations. They're wanting to ask their teachers questions um, in a time where people really a lot of people don't want to and they've stopped caring about that and you know that's each their own but I'm glad that there are people who do care and that their students that care and our teachers just care so much and I think that's something that as well as having teachers on as guests I've talked to so many teachers this year that I've never talked to before and they're all just incredible people who just they care so much when you don't think like you don't think they do. And there's so many kids who don't think their teachers care. Um, and so I think hopefully by having this type of conversation has shown shown kids that, oh, wait, my teachers actually do care about me and they have gone through things. And that's reflecting on this year is something I think is super important. And something I was, I was just passing out all of my thank you cards during rapid time the other day. And I had Mrs. Mosley, I think was episode nine maybe. Um, and I'd never met her before, ever, like in person. And we had talked obviously It's <laughs> a plant I got you. <laughs> um, and Ms. Mosley and I had never talked before in person. I never had a teacher and I walked in and she like looked at me and I was like, Hi, it's Ireland Rogan and she she said Ireland and she started tearing up and it was just such a sweet moment because we had we bonded I love her and I'd never gotten to meet her before and being able to see her face to face was such an amazing say- thing and same with like Miss Warner who was on the teacher panel I never talked to her before and Mr. Ensminger I just saw him in the hallway and I was like I have something for you and I never met him in person and I never had the pleasure of having him as a teacher but he is someone who left such an impact on me because that man is just the kindest person literally to exist ever he is fantastic and just being able to have this, like the conversations with these people who i had never talked to before has just been so great and just seeing now ending up the year seeing it all like oh like yay it did work like all these things did amount to something is just so awesome yeah and we are moving.
2: we are real people good figure right
0: <laughs> whoa that's so weird <laughs> what <laughs> no there's, there's just so many there's so many kids that don't think teachers are real people and I always think it's so funny and especially for this year people may label me as a teacher's pet which is fine I was voted well but I was nominated for like most likely to come back and teach at the, at James River and I was like you know what that's valid because I also want to be a teacher so you know I take the title proudly um because these people are awesome and so why not talk to them Anyways, enough of me talking. (laughs) Um, So kind of looking, you know, we reflected a lot on this year, but thinking about the future right now, our juniors are, I've been talking to a lot of them and they're going through it right now. We, (laughs) those sweet kids, but I know there are a lot of students thinking about taking over the human gym river. There's a lot of great candidates and, you know, and I had talked to Ava about this a little bit um, and I've mentioned it on a couple of different platforms before, but, you know, the process of when multiple people want a capstone, which is, first of all, amazing that so so many people even want this platform because of Ava starting it and how we've been able to build it up, which I think pat our own selves on the back there. Um, so these students will be, and I've, I want to make this, totally open because a lot of people have been asking me who's going to be taking over next year. Um, Abe and I don't have any say in that, just so everyone knows that. Like we don't have any say, like we can give advice to these people, but we don't determine anything. Um, but so these students will most likely have to do a pre-proposal, which is what I had to do, um, which is when you basically map up ex- exactly what you want to do, like why you want to take over the podcast, you know, listing, your goals and your your aspirations but also you know your heart behind it and explain why why do you care so much why do you want it um and so then that will go to an an anonymous board of people who will it's the most stressful thing ever who will decide which one of the students deserves the podcast and so then from there that student will most likely you know announce that's what I did I announced after I found out that I would be taking over the podcast so there are a lot of students i know that want to take it over and we'll be taking over next year which is so exciting um but just so to kind of clear the air on that cuz like i said i have been getting a couple of questions about that um but to ask you guys um what what would you like to see from the future of the podcast what advice would you give to the next student taking over this podcast and you know what hopes do you have for the future. I know that's like such a heavy question. I'll and I'll answer it myself at the end. But um, sorry, I know it's heavy. Uh, yeah. But Ava, <laughs> you go first. Yeah.
1: Um, so first, I just wanted to say that when I first thought of this idea, I never thought that it would go past me. I didn't. I didn't even know if it was going to be successful. Um, and it's really like it's very like amazing to hear that people still want to continue this. Um, it's just amazing. And I'm so grateful. I'm it's, it's just really kind of a surreal feeling. Um, But I think that what I want to see from the future of humans of James river um, is finding ways to reach people that we may not have been able to reach before. Um, when I started, it was people that a lot of people that already knew me, um, some people that I didn't know, but it was kind of a mix of people that knew me and didn't know me. I mean, excuse me, didn't know me. Um, and people that were probably more willing to share than others. Um, and it was kind of in people that I was comfortable pulling from and groups that I was comfortable pulling from. And I'm not sure about you, Ireland, um, and how your experience with that was, but, I would love for humans of James River to reach places that we haven't reached before um, and make sure that everyone is getting a voice um, and everyone knows about it. Um, And I would also love to hear um, maybe from some more alumni of James River um, and Mm. looking back on their time at James River um, and things like that. I think that's really interesting. Um, And more than anything, I just hope that the next person who takes over is just as passionate as you and I um, were slash am um, and is able to continue to do it justice. I think that was the one thing that I was always worried about when I first started, when I was giving it to you is like I was so scared that I wasn't going to do someone's story justice um, and I wasn't going to help them in their in their quest basically to share their story adequately enough. Um, and I was always really worried about that and you've done a great job at doing the podcast justice, um, and the idea justice. And I just hope that the person who takes us over in the future has that same mindset, um, and is always working to do their absolute best to make sure that everyone is heard and that everyone is able to get their point across, um, and who loves this idea just as much as we do, because the number of hours I have probably spent on this and listening to these and stuff like that is absurd, and I hope that the next person is just as passionate as we are.
2: Well said. Um, I think anyone who takes this on has massive shoes to fill, and that's pressure that's not necessarily conducive to maybe the high school age student to understand it's okay. Like it's okay to have this pressure. That's okay. It's okay that this thing was shot out of a cannon, so to speak, right? Um, it's, it's great. It was great with you, Ava. It's great with Ireland. And it's kind of how do you make it your own? And I, and I like what Ava said about reaching into some different pockets because I felt like Ireland layered on the kind of teacher aspect this year. And some of those ideas we couldn't pull off Ireland, like a live teacher panel with a question and answer, like that's a phenomenal idea. I'd love to see that in the future. Um, You know, something that's live streamed where we're really mixing it up in real time, but also recording it for, you know, to be put out. Um, But, you know, Ava, you said something, and I think it's so funny when you have these conversations, the kind of inspiration that can come from it. And see, Ireland, you don't even have to write this down because you can just go back and listen to it. Um, But Mr. Doyle does an alumni series in his class. They, he has speakers come in and they're all former students. And he has tried to kind of grow this idea to the point where he wants to create a website to showcase it. And when Ava said talking to alumni, I thought, well, here is an, a really easy way to add a layer for the podcast with the appropriate approval through School Beans. Whoever takes this thing over could go into his class every time there's a guest speaker And film it. And then we have this whole separate idea of this video alumni addressing kids. People can hear the questions that are asked and how they're answered. The topics are wide ranging. They're a little different than what I think your target audience has been for this. So there's a layer that can be easily added in. And we're killing like three birds with one stone, right? Mr. Doyle wants it to be out there more. Um, It adds a layer to this concept. Um, and it's not too hard to pull off. Um, the thing that I, I'm going to challenge the next person on, and, and this, this is, this does not mean you haven't been, but the creative aspect of it, you know, Ireland, I know you worked a lot with kind of the look and you got me graphics this year, which was kind of another layer where you created these, um, audio visual graphics for the postings on social media. And I was struck immensely, uh, recently. By Dave Chappelle's new podcast. Um, granted, not entirely appropriate for everyone. Um, I'm just that there's a disclaimer there. Not all podcasts are appropriate for everyone. But his podcast called uh, Midnight Miracle is what it's called. One of the most innovative, creative listens I've heard in years. And I, I implore you guys to look listen to the very first one that he put out. I think it's called, I just pulled it up, How to Inspire. And so what Dave has done, for those who don't know, he's a stand-up comic, and he's a legend. Um, but what he's done is he's created this space in his hometown in Ohio, um, kind of like a clubhouse, right? He bought this building, and he decked it out with the furniture he wanted, and there's like a music studio, and there's a, you know, a bar and kind of all the things that him and his friends like to do, and they just go there and hang out. But the whole purpose of the place is for them to go and create whether it's creating music creating stand-up bits uh creating podcasts whatever but the way that he records his podcast it's layered with like audio from uh, people they're talking about or uh, music will come in as they're talking about a topic and the music is related to that time and era that they're talking about it's it's phenomenal so the thing I'd like to see next year is kind of some of these creative layers that come um, with recording a podcast and kind of taking the platform to the next level. I think there's a good basis of content and who we talk to, but it's really about taking kind of the the look and the feel and the vibe of the podcast kind of to the next level. So that's what I'd like to see. So the gauntlet has been thrown down for whoever takes this thing over.
1: And if I could um... – just another thing that I kind of remembered when I kind of, there's like a quote that inspired a lot of this podcast and kind of the quote that I kept going back to when I was like explaining what its purpose was and how, what, what I wanted to do with this platform. Um, And the quote was one day you will tell your story of how you've overcome what you're going through now and it will become part of someone else's survival guide. Um, And I think that, I hope that this platform and the person who takes over next kind of keeps that quote in the back of their head when they're doing what they want to do. Um, because that's been the goal, I think, of this project from the very beginning. And Ireland's done a great job of continuing that goal. Um, and I just hope that that stays true in the future. So,
0: yes, I totally agree with Ava. And I hope that does stay true. And I feel that yeah have the conversations that i've had with some of the juniors the people who i know are interested are they make me feel so excited because they're all just incredible people um so i think that it will legacy will leave on i think everyone will live up and surpass any expectations that we may have and carry ourselves um but Mr. Curran, I was just thinking about this and how the beginning of the year when I was telling you my lists of ideas, the amount of ideas, because we were also in quarantine, so I just had time to think and think for hours. And you were one of the first people that told me like, all right, like you might be a little bit too big for your britches right now with the amount of stuff that you're planning on doing, which was is completely accurate, especially looking at the year that we've had. But I would I think back to that and I appreciate you saying that to me because it's definitely helped me reflectively you know down the road thinking about the year that we've had and I I'm very proud of the year that I've been able to have with the humans of Jane River and what I've been able to do during the pandemic and obviously I wish I could have done more um we always wish you could do more but a lot of it is li- literally impossible Huh? sorry. Cut out I'm for sorry. a second.
1: I was just saying, you said you wish you could do where I keep on thinking now that I'm doing this. I wish I could go back to high school. It's like, I keep doing it. Like, take me back.
0: Yes, exactly. You
2: know, it's, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good point though, Ireland, because when you're passionate about something, especially in high school, it becomes all consuming. Right. And, there's no shortage of idea. There's no shortage of we could do this and we could do that. And I could have this thing. And we could do this thing. And it's hard sometimes to temper yourself, right? So as an adult, I, I don't have a problem saying, all right, Ireland, scale your expectations. Remember we talked about scaling.
0: <laughs> and, and I think it's a, yeah. I think it's
2: an important lesson because when you carry a passion for something, you really have to be thoughtful about how you pursue it and where your starting points are. Right. A lot of your ideas kind of came from other starting points. So we boiled it all down to like, where are our logistical starting points for everything? You know what I'm saying? Like we did teacher panels this year, maybe next year it's live panels, right? Your idea then gets to carry on. So, and you know, the same goes for, for going to college. I mean, You know, I just sitting here listening to David talk about it it makes me nostalgic for remembering in college. Like, I didn't meet anybody for the first however month, however many months, and then some kid turned around in class and then went to his dorm, and then I met all my friends that I still am in touch with. So, um, everything is a process, and if you're willing to kind of get in and in the process and mix it up, then it all works out. But yeah, when you're passionate, I mean, when I started my business during my early career in education, um, I started a business where we, we were instructing people, um, on how to ride mountain bikes. And I was a business partner with a good friend of mine who worked um, at an advertising agency. And so he had more experience in like tamping down some of these expectations and let's do what we can do. Um, so I learned a lot from that process as well, but, um, yeah, I mean, dream big. Um, but, take small bites so you don't choke.
0: Yes. I think that is something that I've definitely learned this year. And um, through just, you know, Mr. Kern helping me with that and also Mrs. Hewlett, we're very close. And she's been reminding us seniors like, all right, like, to take it piece by piece, like, you'll be fine. <laughs> um, you know, that's been something that's been echoed throughout the year, and I think it's something that's really important, especially as high schoolers, we can get, and I can get really just like, super excited because I'm super passionate about it, and then I always bite off more. That's just, like, me. Like, I always <laughs> I always do more than I should be doing, but it's, I'm like, oh, well, I'm passionate about it, so it's fine, and, and it is fine, but, you know, learning to... To set those boundaries and limits with my own self um, is definitely something that I need to work on, but I've definitely helped this year through doing this podcast. Um, I'm tra- trying to get back on the tracks a little bit. I apologize. Uh, I will just ramble, but um, which people who listen to this know I do. Um, <laughs> and so thinking about now advice for the next student to take this over, is, and I, you know, I wrote this, my little bit of advice, Ava, you probably remember writing the advice for the next student to take it over, like in portfolio and all that. Um, and I think the biggest thing, and I, I, like I've said this before, so just to echo myself, I guess, um, is to be very mindful of who you are, where you are and what you're doing, what this platform is, because going into it, sometimes you don't realize that you are in the, being the host of this podcast is a very interesting position to be in because obviously we're, you're still a senior, you're still a kid, you're still talking to your peers or now I, I talk to teachers or alumni. Um, so you're in a very interesting place and you're helping these people. And it's not like you're a licensed therapist or something to give advice. And it's just like, Sometimes, depending on the topic you're talking about, it can be a really tricky to talk about certain talk issues. And I always think about, um, I, I believe it was episode six, was Dominic Jeanette, and he, I love that kid. I still talk to him. He We didn't really know each other well before, but we got to know each other. And he shared with me how he tried to commit suicide. And that was something that was really hard. And when I kind of even realized, wow, this is, some, like what I'm doing right now is real. Like this is real talk and I have to put on my big girl shoes and really, you know, play a role in this situation that I've never played before, especially since I didn't know him well at that time. Um, and I've been lucky to get to know him better. And he is just such an amazing guy. And I'm so proud of him for sharing his story to everyone and being so brave to put his name with it as well. Um, but so just realizing where like being just extremely mindful of everything you do, um, not to put any pressure, but there, you can take so many wrong steps and it's so easy to take a wrong step. So fully thinking about what you're saying and what you're doing is so important. It's something that I didn't necessarily realize, um, prior to doing the human James River is something that's just super important. Um, another thing is that just, you know, just, this is cliche, but living in this moment, living in what you're doing and just really enjoying this podcast while you have it, because it is something like it was saying like, Oh, like I want to go back to high school now. And now that I'm leaving high school, I'm like, Oh, I don't want to leave. Like this is making me sad. Um, but it's, it's good, sad, but just really not, I don't know if taking advantage is the right phrase to use, but, um, really just taking the time with this podcast. And I know at least for myself, I've, I've, put in close to 200 hours into this podcast at this point, but it's something that I love and that I'm passionate about. And I'm going to be sad when I don't get to do it anymore. And I hope to do more stuff like in the future, but I think just really enjoying it, living in the moment and making sure you remember your why, which is something your why is like another big thing with capstones that have been drilled into our brains. Rightfully so, but it's just remembering why am I doing this? Like when you're up at 12 editing an episode and you're tired, remember why you're doing it. You're doing it for the humans of James River. You're doing it for this person who's trusted you with your, 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 their deepest secrets. And, you know, it's just something, it's a privilege to be able to do this. It's an absolute privilege to be able to talk to these people and help them share their stories. And I think just, like I said, being mindful and remembering that and just remember the position you're in and living in the moment is what I'd say for the next person. Sorry, that might have been a little bit long-winded. Um, but as we are, oh, sorry.
1: Oh, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. Um, when you were talking, it just kind of reminded me of like some closing. Sorry, excuse me. Closing thoughts about like the humans of James River and kind of what it means to me. Um, First, I just wanted to. Say-
0: you just read my mind, Ava. I was about to ask right, that. Right.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, Look at us;
0: we're connected. First,
1: I wanted to say um, thank you to the people who have been listening to this podcast since I started it, um, and have continued to support the Humes of James River—not only teachers, but parents and students, um, and everybody who has been a part of the Humans of James River, sharing their stories. And basically, this—even though it's like us interviewing people and hosting this, whatever. It takes an army um, to do this, and everybody who has listened, who has spoken, who has supported us has had a hand in making this podcast what it is, and I'm extremely grateful for everyone who has been a part of this. Um, and I just wanted to say that as like the creator and host, I think a lot of times I spent so much time listening to other people's stories and helping them share their stories that I got lost in sharing my own story. Um, and I think that what I've learned even more so since being away from the Humans of James River is that the Humans of James River has completely shaped me to be the person that I am today. Um, it's shaped how I interact with people. It's shaped how I share things about myself, how I let people into my life. Um, And I could not, excuse me, I could not be more grateful for everything that this has made me. Um, I would not be who I am without the humans of James River. And I, I can't express my gratitude um, enough. So thank you all for everything.
2: How do I follow that? Um, I think you both have made a lot of good points about kind of the advice piece. Um, just to echo some of what you guys have said, slowing down, right? Whoever takes us over, wherever this goes, people are going to have big ideas. Just slow down and and focus on what's important. You know, the other thing that you guys have alluded to, um, and Ava, I think your last comment was really interesting because I was gonna I was gonna say for you know. To, to remove your ego from this is very hard or from anything is very hard, especially in, in our, in our American culture, um, where, you know, it's about likes and hearts and comments and, you know, airbrushing photos and whatever else like ego is just, it's diluted everything that we attempt to do. Um, and ironically I think it pollutes a lot of decisions we try to make. Um, so, you know, for, for that person who's going to come in, it's, it's, it's remove your ego, but also focus on some of the nuanced things about the podcast, like um, interview skills, right? That's not something we teach, but there's an art to it. There's an art to asking a question a certain way or listening to an answer because it leads to a specific type of follow-up. And I think given the subject matter that a lot of these conversations revolve around, they're pretty intense subjects. Um, is being very aware that you, you should enter every conversation with a lot of care and a lot of compassion um, because each person's experience is, is, is unique to their life. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't learn from one another as you talk, right? As you have a conversation with someone, it might dawn on you like, oh, wow, I never thought of that before. It doesn't mean you need to fire off a follow-up to say like, I don't understand that. Tell me more about it. But if you take that idea with you, of, hmm, that's kind of changed my view. And you think more when you're done, then we've accomplished our goal. Um, so I think, you know, removing your ego, slowing down, being very tactful with how you navigate a conversation. And then as far as, you know, making sure this is successful, it's relying on the supports you have. You guys have probably both heard my. Uh, rinse and repeat speech about there's never a time you're going to have more people in your corner than in high school. And I know like a lot of kids feel very lonely in high school and whatnot, but I always tell them when you leave high school, you have your family and your friends, your friend group, if both of those things are intact and are positive. When you're in high school, whether you like it or not, you've got teachers, administrators, coaches, counselors, custodial staff that know more than you do. Period. And every single one of us, every person who works in these buildings are expecting failure. The greatest learning tool in life, failure. The difference between the world and life beyond high school and in high school is we're always going to pick you up when we can't. You're going to fail and we're going to pick you up. When you get into the world, You're kind of on your own and you have to have those, those supports established. So, you know, ask a lot of questions. If you're unsure, reach out to trusted people. If you need support, talk to someone because that's where your idea for how to solve a problem comes from. So I just hope that the person um, who steps into these shoes will, will fill them with, with a lot of compassion and care for this idea and the conversations they have, and then is brave enough to venture into conversations and ask for help when needed. So. And, and I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't thank both of you. Um, you know, this job that I do is immensely difficult. Um, every day is, is crazy. And this year has been a catalyst. I mean, this year has been, you know, I think in 20 years, we're going to look back and we're going to go, COVID really wrecked in some terms, education. And I was in a meeting recently where someone said, COVID really screwed everything up. And when it came time for me to address the group, I said, Mr. or Mrs. Whoever, I won't give you any hints. You just said COVID wrecked everything this year. And I said, good. Because sometimes it takes this mighty disruption for actual change to occur. And I feel like through this, through this crisis, and that's what it is. We need to call it what it is. It's a, it's a humanitarian crisis. It has shown a very bright light on a lot of trends that have been boiling and bubbling up in education for over 10, 15 years. And it's exposed them We're in a very raw way, and it's time we deal with it. Um, it's time we deal with things, topics we need to talk about, aspects of education we should be diving deeper into i tell kids all the time i don't care about your grades because those are things you come to school to get right what are you going to learn are you going to learn how to be a good communicator are you going to learn how to actually collaborate with someone you don't agree with are you going to learn how to problem solve with support i mean those are those are the tools we need to be equipping everybody with so I've had that experience through this podcast and working with each of you and listening to these discussions. It's opened my eyes and made me think differently about topics that I thought I had kind of nailed. I thought, hey, I'm 41. I know what I feel about this. But you listen to someone else's perspective and, and, and you realize you're still malleable. Um, so you guys have set the stage for a larger conversation um, within our building and hopefully extends beyond our building Um, that's beneficial only if you accept it as beneficial. And you guys have been practicing some of these skills I alluded to earlier, whether you know it or not, and it's going to benefit you in your life. You guys have absolutely crushed pulling off this platform. I I take zero credit. I know you guys have been very gracious in your compliments toward me. I'm simply here as a sounding board and to help cut through any red tape you need me to cut through. You guys have done the heavy lifting. You have you've been the ones who have shouldered and 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 wore the care and compassion that you need to have in order to pull this off the right way. Um, and I'm confident that through the experience of this, that this will live on as a legacy um, and become part of of the fabric and thread of what James River High School is all about, which is um, listening, listening deeply to people's stories and. Uh creating a more inclusive environment here, so you guys have got a hand in that, and I know that's uh that's something heavy to lay on you now, but you should be very very proud because um, I am very proud that I've had the chance to get to know both of you beyond just students who pass by my office um, and I look forward to all the great things you guys are going to do in your life so um, again i'm just I'm just here to watch and it's been amazing to watch so congratulations to both of you.
0: Thank you, Mr. Kern. You're too nice. You really have, you've done more than that, I think. But I, don't be humble. None, you know, <laughs> that's also something I've learned that Mrs. Hewlett has taught me is to not be too humble all the time, which is something, a good lesson to learn. But to kind of close this out, I just want to thank both of you. Again, I know I did earlier, but I can't thank you enough for um, just making this platform possible, founding it, um, supporting it, supporting me throughout the last year. And I'm excited for us all to support the next person to go through it. Um, and to remind the people listening, you're still not done with me. I have one more episode left after this, which I'm excited about, which will just be me. So be ready for me to probably cry. And I apologize in advance, (laughs) but, um, I just thank you guys so much for also taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me. Um, as you know, we're about to change into a new season, which is really exciting. Um, if you guys have any final words, feel free to speak them now. <laughs> it was good.
2: Perfect, You guys have been amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you guys so much. All right, everyone. Another huge thank you to my guests today, Mr. Curtin and Ava. They are just so amazing. And I already know I thank them like a million times throughout the episode. But, you know, just their support and Ava starting this platform and just all that they've done for the Human Dream River is incredible. It means so much to me. And I hope, you know, you guys really enjoyed this episode, learning a little bit more about the Human Dream River, getting excited for the future you know, it's crazy that this chapter of my life will be closing really soon. Um, I'm going to be graduating in like a week, which is, I just don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> um, it's just, it's crazy. But I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and learned a little bit more about the keep of the Dream River and about Ava and about Mr. Kern and how incredible they are. Um, and now moving forward a little bit. Uh, my last episode will be next week. It'll just be me, like I had mentioned. Um, so stay tuned for that. I, I'm, i in a way, dreading recording it because I know it'll be my last time recording something. Oh, my God, I'm already crying. I'm starting to cry. I just, I don't, oh, my gosh, why am I crying? This has just been such a huge part of my life, and saying goodbye to it is really sad, but I'm just so excited for the future and to see what happens with this project. And to me, it's, it's so much more than a project. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter what grade I get on this. It's the impact that I'm able to have on people's lives. And I just hope that this has been an amazing platform for you all to listen to throughout the last year and throughout the future. I know I'll be listening for years to come. Um, And just thank you everyone for supporting me throughout this because it it, it it would not be a success without you guys without the people who listen and it really does mean a lot to me and i'm excited for my last episode to come out next week and i hope you guys are too um just as a reminder don't forget to subscribe on um, apple podcasts give us a like rate us leave some comments as well, if you haven't done so already, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Pod, And check us out on our website, www.humansofjumdurber.com. I believe that's everything. Thank you guys again. Um, I'll talk to you all soon. Hope you have a great day. Thank you. Bye.